is very good afternoon. It is Niall Boylan for the next hour or so. And quite an interesting one for today. Well, we could talk about RTE for the next hour or so. Actually, we could probably talk about RTE for the next week or so if we really had time. Uh, because every single day something changes, something new. But what I'm finding with the RTE story, and we will be covering it again, most likely on Wednesday, of course, when Ryan Turbody and his agent, Noel uh, Kelly, appears before the Oireachtas. What I'm finding with the RTE story is that there are many other stories that are going onto the page five, page six of the newspapers, and you're missing out on them. Of course, crucially, the most important one, which we will be covering again very shortly, and we did cover it about two weeks ago, was indeed the sexual abuse of teenagers. And these are teenagers under the care of Tussler. That is currently being investigated by the government. uh, But that story seems seems to be certainly disappearing, which is not a good thing because to me, that's a much more important story. We will be covering that again next week and we will be talking to the people in relation to that report because so many people have texted in saying, why are you not covering it? We did. We talked to them last week. We will talk to them again next week and get an update on that particular story. But of course, RTE tonight themselves are, in fairness to the primetime investigates, they do a good show and we can't take away from all the good stuff that RTE does as well. And let's be clear about it, there are good journalists working within RTE, maybe underpaid the journalists themselves, not like the talent. But one of the big stories tonight, of course, is the RT documentary that's about to broadcast, which will allege that the mistreatment of young dairy calves at Marts and will investigate the journey taken by some of the 200,000 bull calves exported from Ireland every single year. Now, the airing of the show has been nervously anticipated by many people, according to the Irish Independent, in the dairy industry in recent weeks, with the treatment of calves a long-running concern in the sector in the wake of a huge expansion in cow numbers since 2015. And I'll tell you what, let's have a little look at the trailer before we come to our two guests in relation to this and find out exactly what's going on. Let's have a look at the trailer for this for tonight. They look tired, hungry, thirsty. Tens of thousands are exported every year from Ireland. We went undercover to film what can happen on that journey. From the farm to the mart. From the mart to the truck. On the ferry to a transfer facility in France. And on the journey across the continent to veal farms in Poland, Spain and France. What we uncovered has shocked some in the farming industry. If they kicked my calf around, I wouldn't be happy, friend, and I'd make it known, and I wouldn't be waiting to go to the office. It's a sad state of affairs for our industry, isn't it? I can guarantee if I was there, I would have said something. This is just a snapshot of what we saw. If you want to get a real understanding of what Ireland's dairy boom actually means, tune into RTE1 on Monday at 9.35. Okay, that's tonight, of course, on RTE, and I'm sure we will get the backlash of that as well tomorrow. But we want to be ahead of the posse on this one because so many people are talking about it. And let's forget about the other RTE story for the moment. I mean, look, it's quite clear that animals are being abused. But are they being abused here? Or is it on the ferries and abroad? And can we be responsible for that? And also, when it comes to animal cruelty, here's the real question. Do we actually care? Because if we did care, I suppose we'd all be vegans tomorrow. Because no matter what way you look at it, to raise an animal, to kill it, to eat it, according to vegans, is cruel in the first place. So really, are we just a bunch of hypocrites? So do we, the question I'm going to ask our listeners today, and I want you to text at 85 There's the number on the screen. 85 Do we care about animal cruelty or are we just pretending? Now, joining me is Jackie Healy-Way, independent councillor in Kerry, and also Caroline Rowley who is the Director of Ethical Farming Ireland. Uh, Good afternoon to both of you. Good afternoon. Um, Jackie, let me just come to you first in relation to this. This is not a good look for Irish farmers, is it? 
Well, look, I suppose, first of all, obviously we are doing this before we actually see the full documentary. So I suppose, uh, and 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 the, the full rigours of, of what has gone on and what have RTE uncovered. Um, so I suppose in that in, in light of that, I, I suppose we can't be too sure of what of what what exactly. Yeah, but it goes but it goes without saying there's cruelty in the industry. That just goes without saying. Now I'm not suggesting every single farmer is cruel, but we we have seen some of the footage there, and there's no doubt some of it's happening on the ferry, and some of it is happening abroad. I mentioned Poland there as well. But there is no doubt that there are farmers in this country who are not treating the animals with a level of respect. I have no doubt that there's bad eggs in every sector, and that's not just in every sector of of, of agriculture, but in every walk of life, and and in every in every industry, you're going to have that. You're going to have people who don't uh, keep to the high standards. But I think, to be fair, in Ireland, we do have a very high standard uh, of um, of welfare when it comes to our animals. Uh, of course, again, is is there things that are done wrong, and is there people? That, that don't do what they should be doing? Absolutely, of course there is. But they're the minority. And I would I would certainly like to think, and, and I suppose, again, not trying to preempt what we're seeing, but even in that clip there, we're seeing footage that appears to be uh, on the on the continent uh, being shown to the farmers where the where the calves were reared. Uh, and, and the shock that, that they're seeing that this is what's happening to their calves when they're out, out in the out in where, wherever it will be, France, Spain, mm. wherever. But but so I suppose that that's that's I suppose to be fair is is that something that's outside of our control if it's happening? Uh, well, is it really control. outside? Is it really outside of our control? Well, I mean, what 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 are you, what are you suggesting that we ban live exports? Well, I mean, live but exports are well, well. I suppose yes, the but, the argument is, and maybe I'll come to Caroline yes, Rowley in relation to this, but, the ethical but, but, but treatment but of animals. Live exports, but live exports are an integral part of our industry. But, but, okay, let, 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 let me ask you a question. Irish, it, well, hang on. Let me ask you a question. If, if yeah, it was children, can I get a chance no, to say something? Yeah, well, Irish, Caroline, just just Irish one second. If it was children, I know it's not children, but if it was children, we wouldn't be sending them somewhere if we thought they were going to be abused. I suppose isn't that the argument? Okay, puppies might be better. Uh, maybe puppies would be a better comparison to make. First, you know, I have to disagree what Jackie's saying there. Um, there's inherent cruelty in the industry and, you know, there, there's various aspects. It's not just dairy, you know, calf export <clears throat> in general. Um, and I haven't seen the, the, obviously I haven't seen the programme either yet, but I've been investigating this for seven years and I know that <clears throat> I'm not surprised by anything that's going to be coming out tonight because I've seen it myself. Um, last year we carried out an investigation going around to Martin Island there are 10-day-old calves um, in crammed in pens all day, no feed, no water. Some of them didn't even have any straw bedding. Um, we saw rough treatment of them. It's a noisy, chaotic environment. We saw their tails being pulled. We saw them being hit over the head and the body. We submitted a complaint. Nothing was done. Um, I've submitted a complaint this year about a particular mart. Nothing has been done. And with regard to the other cruelty that we've seen that's been exposed twice already, um, at the control post in France, because after the 18-hour ferry journey, where calves have been crammed in a truck for around 28 hours, they're unloaded at, in Cherbourg to be, they're meant to be fed and rested. Undercover investigations have shown horrific abuse of these calves. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's in a different country, maybe it is out of control, but it's not because the Department of Agriculture is responsible for these animals up until their final destination. So they know this abuse is happening, yet they continue to authorise these journeys. 
So, yes, you know, we're responsible for these animals right away until they get to their destination farm. But, Cam, but, but, the, but, the, but the argument Jackie's making, Caroline, is, OK, I understand we can be responsible for what happens in this country. And again, I want to say the majority of farmers are good people and they treat their calves with respect. There are going to be the outliers. There are going to be always, and that's human nature, those individuals out there who treat animals badly or who are cruel to animals. But in relation to what Jackie's saying, can we really be responsible for what happens to an animal once it leaves our shores, once it ends up in Poland or wherever it happens to end up, and how, you know, yeah. some somebody in Poland in a well, factory we treats we the can. animal? That, that's why we have the legislation in place. You know, the legislation states that we are responsible. The authorities are responsible for these animals. So, you know, they work with authorities in France. They've seen what happens at the control post. The control post was actually closed for eight days in March after abuses were uncovered. and But after eight days... Maybe one employee was um, prosecuted and then it carries on as usual. You know, three times these investigations have uncovered abuse. So, you know, it's obviously so, so well, then, well, then what's, well, then what's the answer? The answer is that we don't export beef anymore or dairy cows. We can't do that. It's a massive industry that employs so many people in Ireland and brings yeah, in okay, so much let's, revenue let's to the country. Perspective. Let, yeah. Let's just get this into perspective, OK? Because, yeah, there are nearly 200,000 been exported this year. It was 150,000 last year. And you know, that's, that's just cattle million, we're talking about, yeah. Cattle in Ireland, you know, we've got, there are um, around 750,000 male dairy calves are born every year. It's only actually a small percentage that are exported. The majority of the calves are kept in Ireland and they're reared in Ireland for beef. So it's, and if we're looking at monetary value, the um, beef exports worth something like 2.4 billion, live exports um, less than 200 million. You know, it's, we've got to put it into perspective. Yeah, but the farmers yes, have been hit. I mean, you, you know as well as I do, they've been hit pretty hard more recently by green policies in relation to, you know, cutting the herds, et cetera, et cetera. So they've been hit pretty hard already. To suggest yeah, that well, you can't export out. The, the herd's increasing. You know, the herd's increased. The calf's born, you know, it's increased this year. We do need to reduce the herd, not by a huge amount, but by a smaller amount. And we need to add more value to what we have, but in smaller numbers, you know, quality okay. over quantity. Okay, we'll, we'll, let Jackie respond. We'll, we'll let Jackie respond to that. Quality over yeah, quantity. Just, 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 just on, that, on that last point that, oh, that you said, we're not looking to reduce that. The Green Party and the current government, led by, led by Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael, are looking to significantly reduce yeah, they are looking to, the, the, herd, the, herd, the herd in this country. And that yeah. is inherently wrong. Our herd, since the, and it's, if you look at the herd, numbers today compared to the 1990s it's it's practically the same the herd in this country has has stabilized and has been there's been no significant yeah, it's changed massively it's changed increase. there's more I, I dairy did, and didn't, more, dairy cows produce more i didn't, I didn't interrupt more. you now caroline so yeah, sorry, I okay. if you didn't interrupt me um but let's go back to what you said at, at the start of your um like the start of your contribution, where you spoke and, and you'd almost had the impression that every mart in the country is being ran so poorly and that every, and that every standard in every mart across the country is, is absolutely... Uh, that that's not my experience. When I go to many marts, particularly to Kerry, that are extremely well ran and the standards are very, very high. That's not what I see when well, I go. Well, some are better than others, and yeah. I, so there you go again. If you want to keep yeah. interrupting me, Caroline, I, like, like, can, can I continue without interruption, please? Yeah, I was, I was agreeing with you, but yeah, yeah carry on. <laughs> so, so like, what, what, I'm, what I'm saying is, yes, of course, like I said at the beginning, there is poor practices by, by a very minority amount of people. But you have that in every single industry now. You have that everywhere. We see it, we see it in, the, in the very, in the very um, publisher that's going to be publishing this document tonight in RTE. There's very poor practices there. 
And that's that's under uh, investigation at the moment. So uh, I want to see uh, animal welfare at its highest as well. But again, when it comes to uh, uh, calves, when they arrive on the continent and, and when they're being transferred off of, off of uh, the ships and the, and the lorries, uh, can we really be responsible for that? Where, where do we stand, Jackie? Where do, in your view, in your opinion, when it comes to you know the world in general, when it comes to the practices and the legislation and the regulations that we have around how we treat animals, I mean, who ultimately are going to be killed anyway? Where do we where do we stand in relation to those regulations? Do we are we way up there in the top of the list in your opinion, but, 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 or do you believe we're somewhere I, I in the totally middle? Believe like okay, obviously we're talking about about Ireland and uh, and we say the way that we do our farming. But if you look at the way we do our farming compared to the way the Brazilians do their farming or the Argentinians do their farming, you'll find that we have far better practices and far higher animal welfare standards here than we do in mm. than they do in the likes of in, in Brazil or South America. We stopped America. our calves for 30 okay. hours. Okay, one at a time. Well, Caroline, that, that's, that's a fair point. You, okay, well, hang on, well, hang on both of you for a second. The practices and okay. the animal welfare that is far less in, in places like South America uh, than, than we have here because... You'll find, and it's even, that's what galls me it's sometimes. It's completely irrelevant what the, they do in Brazil when, to what when we the, do here. When the Greens, again, there you go, interrupting me, but that's fine. Um, they, when you, it galls me when I hear the likes of the Greens talking about uh, about how, how carbon, uh, climate inefficient or, or practices are. We, are. we have a far higher uh, standard, again, when it comes to efficiency in our farming. Uh, than, than the likes of uh, South America, where ultimately, if Caroline got her way and banned live exports, banned us from eating meat, probably, if, if that's... If that's I haven't said anything about banned Okay, well, well, okay, well, 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 hang on, I, I want to be, like, be fair. Jackie, no, Jackie. No problem with it being important. Jackie, to be fair, let me let me, let me me just bring Caroline back in, okay, because you, you're talking yeah, about... I'm, I'm talking okay, about Caroline, just let, let's, let's address the original point you made, which was in relation to the numbers. If we go back to 2011, there was 1,144,826, I'm looking the numbers here. Dairy cows numbers, by the way. Uh, there is now, in 2020, the latest figures I have here, um, there are 1,570,000. It's not a huge increase. It's actually quite a small increase when you really think about it. So, you know, per head of population, when you think about the population of the country has, has increased substantially since then. I mean, realistically, what he's saying is, is that the practices and the regulations that we have here are quite good in general. So, I mean, yeah, when you look at other countries, though, yeah, I mean, I, I'm not saying you need to talk about Brazil and Argentina. But but the whole end, but when you say they're not enforced, I mean you literally can't have somebody standing in every single farm an investigator or somebody from the Department of Agriculture okay, like, saying you need to you know just, you need to put that stick down, pal. Just just, just just basic things like calves are not being fed during the transport to France. So the problem is we're in Ireland, there's an 18-hour ferry journey to France. The calves you have 300 on a truck, they're as young as 15 days old, they're totally dependent on milk, and they can't be fed on the truck. They're over three tiers. It's just impossible. Everyone acknowledges it's impossible to feed them on the truck. So what we have is they, after they're fed, they're rested for two hours so they can digest the milk. They're loaded onto the truck. They get to Rosslair Port, normally three or four hours before the ferry goes. They've got an 18 hour ferry journey. Then it's a couple of hours to the control post where they two and a half thousand calves arrive at the same time. Some of those calves have to wait several hours before they're fed. The reality is they're going from between 30 and 40 hours with no feed as young as 15 days old. So what we said when we met the department in 2019 is that the age should be raised to two months. So their immune systems are fully developed. Um, they're weaned and they can deal with the, the journey a lot better. We're not saying an outright ban. 
We're just saying the age needs to be raised. And also 10 you, days you old would, is too you young to get You would have an old right ban if you thought you could get away with it. <laughs> Don't put well, words into my mouth. I, I yeah, want a ban on export outside I, the EU. I, I, I mean, I mean, I mean, well, if I could ask, if I could ask, if I could ask both of you. And you ban us from eating meat and you ban us from everything. No, have a look at my website. It's a farm animal welfare group. We campaign against cruel practices like factory farming and certain aspects of live export. Yes, in an ideal world, there will be a, a, a full ban, but that's are you, not are realistic. You, you know, by the way, Car really... Caroline, if I could ask you just, just in full transparency, are you a vegan yourself? Um, I'm about 99% plant-based. Um, I have hens and I eat their eggs. I don't buy any animal produce. Yeah, in an ideal world, again, animals wouldn't get eaten well, for food. I, you know? Well, an ideal world. Oh. Is, no, an ideal world, by your thinking, a lot of people don't follow what the vegan... What would economy if everybody was like you, Caroline? What do you mean if everyone was like me? Everyone isn't like yeah, me. But, 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 if, but if you... But you... To, to be fair, and, and you said in an ideal world, everybody would be plant-based. What would, yeah. what, would, what would happen to our, our, our agricultural economy in this country if that happened? Well, in an ideal world, there'd be more... Yeah, but um, it, but more we're not, let her answer the question. You've, a, well, you've asked her yeah. the question. Yeah, there'd be more, you know, um, agriculture. There'd be more um, crops and horticulture. And, you know, we'd, the, the emphasis would be that on that rather than on beef and dairy. Because the reality is, just getting down to this, we're dependent on food. We have, about 100, we have about 100 horticultural farmers left. Uh, yeah, Ireland, I know, I know, it's appalling. Uh, they they yeah. need to be supported. How can they compete with the cheap prices that are being imported into this country? It's yeah, not no. practical, what you're saying. Yeah, so, I, again, I know, I know. Yeah, yeah I so know. Again, that, that needs to like, change. Okay, well, 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 we would be in a, in a fair state if we were to implement some of the policies that you'd be looking for. Well, well, I get both of you for a second. I just want to bring somebody into this who's just happened to be happening on the phone there. Anna May McHugh is the president of the National Ploughing Association, and Anna joins us as well. Anna, uh, good afternoon to you. Well, sorry, now it's Anna Marie McHugh. And oh, I'm sorry. Oh, okay. I do, I I do apologise. You're grand, you're grand, you're grand. Um, no, just your research just, just rang me this minute, so I, 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 I don't know where I can come in on the conversation. I I'm mean, just coming. In relation to this RT documentary tonight uh, that's yeah. on, do you think this is going to be quite damaging for the dairy industry in Ireland? I would say that uh, depending on, on what's, what's um, coming to light tonight and how factual, that's very important, how factual what is coming to light tonight is. Because we all know that um, clips can be taken of just once one-off incidents happening anywhere with anything. It could be myself and my dog strolling down the, the road and he goes to nip another dog and I'll give him a, little, a tap. And if that was taken as a clip, it'd be cruelty to my dog. But you've seen, but, the, but you've seen the trailer, haven't you? Oh, I mean, I, I look, yeah. look. I'm, I'm a farmer's wife. I'm a farmer's daughter. Um, I'm a farmer's sister. And I would say to you, if you wanted to come to our farm this second, randomly, and I would show you where the calves are. And we have young calves here under two months, and I could show you exactly where they are. And they're in the lapse of luxury. Um, and that's the way the majority of farmers would, would deal with their calves because, and it's a very important point, and that is, calves will not flourish if they're not nurtured. It's like any of us. So there, if there's cruelty to animals, it, it'll be obvious. It'll be obvious within a couple of days. And I think you have a farmer there in line. He can, he can uh, confirm that. You have to mind your animals. I have to mind my horses. I have to mind my, my dogs. If I don't mind them, you will see it. And we've seen horrendous situations where, of animal cruelty, and you can see them easily in a picture, the results. So there's no doubt about that, you know, facts on. But what's coming tonight, I think definitely if, there, if, there's, if there's obvious items happening, around the country and it's repeat situations and they're, they're not able to be explained what, what's been shown, 
Yes, of course. And farmers have always been answerable for what happens on farms and and uh, in their business, and they never they never shy away from that. I mean, I'm I'm listening to you and our, one of our guest speakers as well, Jackie Healy Ray, who's talking to us at the moment. And I'm agreeing with both of you that in general, Irish farmers have very good practice. But what I'm listening to is Caroline Rowley, who's from the Ethical um, Farming Ireland, is saying no matter what way you do this, this is not going to be the right way because realistically, the end result is the same that the animal is going to be destroyed or the animal is going to be export to be destroyed and also Anna that we have a responsibility what she's saying is before you just come on that even though you know we see a lot of this cruelty tonight is probably going to be on the ferry it's probably going to be you know at the ports in, in France or in Poland as they mentioned in the clip as well yeah. and that we can't be responsible for that but according to Caroline Rowley we must be responsible in other words if it was puppies that we were sending off somewhere we would have to be we'd be made responsible so in other words we have to be responsible for how they're treated on the other side do you agree with her? I, I can't. It would very, very much depend on what is the is the process. Who takes takes um, account of of the the animal when they're when they're bought? Is it purchased from a farm here? Is it purchased from the mart here? And and they're responsible. The person that bought them takes them at that point, and then they're responsible from there on. That's all different in in, in everything that we we do. If I if I sell sell anything. You know, is it at, at my door when I when I dispatch it? How could I be responsible when it's gone as far as Dublin or it's gone abroad? Mm-hmm. You know, it depends. Are we responsible? And I'm sure that's quite there's quite clear facts on that. You know, are the animals only sold when they reach the port? I I don't know the I don't know the background to that. But you I, know, really, I I would make the point if you know if if your colleague um you know is saying there that you know it's wrong it's wrong killing the the animals in the first place. Well. There's a no-win situation then because it's wrong no matter what's done. Well, in fairness, let me just go back to Caroline Rowley as well in relation to that. Caroline, yeah, yeah, well, if Caroline, you know, if I had a dog tomorrow, a puppy, and I sold it to somebody and I I vetted the person before I sold it, as most people, good owners would do, and that person then went on and a year later start boxing the dog around the place, I can't be held responsible for that. I mean, that's that's a a fair point, isn't it? Yeah, can I can I just say just to make it clear? I'm, and we I'm are in a losing battle, really. If you if you don't believe we should be eating animals in the first place, well, they're a yeah, losing no, battle I, in the debate. I, I didn't I didn't actually say that, but um, you did. No, you, said it, in, you, you said you said in an ideal. I said, world. I said in an ideal world, but I'm a realist. We don't live in an ideal world. I accept that people want to eat meat, but just to get back to the responsibility here, I'm not saying it's a responsibility of the farmer who sells the. Um, sells the calves. It's a responsibility of the Department of Agriculture, and that's EU legislation. Okay, the department is the, the the authorities are responsible for the animals until they reach their final destination. That's legislation. Okay, it's it's not the farmers selling the calves; it's the Department of Agriculture are responsible. Well, I mean, Anna, that's, that is a fair point. The Department of Agriculture have a whole role to play in this. Of course, I'm sure they will bring out a statement tomorrow in relation to this particular documentary. And most of the documentary, I think, is going to focus on what's happening to the animals after they leave the country and through the ferries, etc. But some of it we have clearly seen from the trailers, you know, is farmers in this country who are treating the animals badly. Yeah, and we, we saw that last year as well, as I said earlier, in the investigation. Now, I know it's not all marts, and we went to one mart, and they did have straw bedding, and they had water troughs, but, you know, we went to another mart, there was no water, they were there all day, with no water and no straw bedding. So, it's something that needs to be addressed, you know, and I... I are, are they, are they inspected? Fran Sorry. McNulty acknowledges that some are good. Okay, Sorry? but I, I mean, how often are they inspected? No, I, I, just two seconds, just, that, that some are good. I, I don't, I don't, I can't tolerate that that statement that some are good the majority the vast majority of our mat and our and our farmers in this country are very good hard-working decent 
honorable people. I'm talking about practices at the mark, not the farmers. Who, who look out for the it's welfare the standards of, their, of at the marks, and it needs and, to be and investigated. Are very good and uh, keeping standards. So to say, oh yes, some are good and that, that, that's almost to say the majority are bad. Yeah, we also we have to acknowledge state. that some aren't good. No, like we state. can't just stick our heads in the sand. We have to acknowledge that there is an issue yes, here that needs yes, to be addressed. Yes. In a minority amount. How do you know it's a minority? Have you it's been to every night in the country? It is a minority. Well, I, I, well, I, well, hang, well, hang on both of you just for a second, just to bring Anna back in on this. Anna, sorry, are you still there, Anna? Yes, absolutely. I mean, I, mean I, I think it is fair to say, I think I think I would agree with what Jackie is saying, to suggest that some are good uh, kind of leaves us to believe that the majority of Irish farmers are pretty bad at what they do. And I don't think that is the case. Marks, not the farmers. Well, well, no, I, I do believe them. No, hang on, please, guys, please. I'm asking Anna. I'm asking Anna a question. Anna, in relation to how animals are treated, how often would you get, uh, you know, uh, an inspector or somebody to come around to check the, the facilities or how the animals are treated or the, for their welfare, etc.? How often does that happen, Anna? Well, no, I'm not farming directly, so I, I can't be specific on it. But from my knowledge, um, it would depend on which scheme you're involved in. There's various schemes and you're the spot checking with them. But I, I would hear regularly farmers saying that they just had a, um, an on-spec, they just had, had somebody calling from the department checking uh, facilities, checking what they had, had there. Um, I don't think, to be honest with you, that even with with you know if the, if the department were hitting their, their absolute maximum of inspections, it wouldn't be practical that they would be on every farm every day in, or even every month. So in relation to things like, you know, animal animal welfare, animal, um, you know, their, their bedding and their feed and all that, you couldn't monitor that. But I go right back to the point is, if you're selling an animal, any animal, the animal will not flourish unless it's minded. So if you're going to the mart, just for people that wouldn't even know, why would you be going to the mart? You have an excess of, of animals on your farm and you're selling them on, you, the cows have calved and you're selling them on. You won't get your best price if your animal is not in the best condition. And you won't get the animal in the best condition unless you're mining that's them not, and feeding them what and whatever. That's not we're talking about. We're not talking no, but about that. And further on. Yeah. I understand the question that I was asked. I'm not excusing that animals are yeah. in great health when they go to the market. It's yeah. what happens to them afterwards that's the issue. But see, afterwards, you know, like I, I take your point there, um, Caroline. You said you said that you know some marts didn't have the they didn't have um, straw bedding, which is not that practical yeah. having the straw bedding for the few hours. But the, the water, then there's no no question that there should be water yeah, available yeah. at all times. And I just would want yeah. to check with you. I'm not quite, I'm not doubting it, but you know, when somebody was there, did they just spot check, or did they, were they at those marts all day long? You know, was it a case that just when they went to the pen? There was no water right then, or for a half an hour. You know, there, there can be. No, yeah, not no, I, I was there myself for, for several hours, and uh, a colleague okay. went back in the evening, and the cars were still there. They were like licking the walls, and they had, they'd been there all day. How long, no by the way, if you just you from a layman's point of view, because I wouldn't have a clue, how long would a calf spend in the crate at a mart? They can be there all day from like nine in the morning till seven in the evening. We've seen them. Some of them stay overnight. Oh, some some marks are so, also assembly centres. Well, Mark, I wouldn't know. I don't know of any mark in my area that, that you can leave your calves in the night before. I'm not, not aware of that. Some, now, some of them are assembly centres. They're registered like Castle Island and Bandon Mark. They're registered assembly centres. So some calves do stay overnight. We've been there in the evening and we've been back again in the morning. That'd be more the exception now. That'd be more the exception that calves could stay overnight. It'd be very unusual. 
the cab okay. would be. It's would, not, no, would it's, not, like, it's not, for, would, I can assure you, it's well, not, not, not places like okay. Canada. I, I, live, I, I live, Callan, in fairness, I live in the middle of, of uh, the middle of, of Ireland where there's a lot of, of calf markets and I don't know of any of them that yeah, you can, yeah, you can yeah. have your calves in yeah, overnight. No, yeah, but I again, appreciate that. But there, there's there's some of the registered assembly centres. If it's a registered assembly centre, the calves can stay overnight for export the following day. Can, can I just ask, just in relation to that, Jackie, if I could just ask you, I mean, no matter what way we look at this, and I'm listening to what Anna has to say, and I'm listening to what Caroline has got to say, tomorrow, of course, the statement is going to have to come from the Department of Agriculture in relation to this. I mean, this is going to be on everybody's lips. It's going to be the debate tomorrow. It's not good for farming again. Farming already has been hit hard, of course, by green policies, as you mentioned already, in relation. It's a tough business to be in at this very moment of time. This is going to make it even tougher. And the real argument is, if we talk about animal cruelty, I mean, I suppose the question we're asking ourselves today, do we really care about animal cruelty or are we just pretending to care? Because at the end of the day, people are, as you said before, people will watch this tomorrow night or tonight on television while they're sitting down with a cup of tea or coffee with a dollop of milk in it. So really, do we just pretend to care about animal tru- cruelty? No, I know. I wouldn't I, accept that I, now. Well, go, go I, ahead, I, Jackie. I, 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 think, I think the vast majority of people, of course, do care about animals. But again, I think they're living in the real world as well, and we mu- we must eat, and we must drink our milk, and 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 we need uh, milk and and beef, and to, to survive, and to 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 continue on. And now Caroline would argue that you know that we don't need that actually to to keep going. But you know, I I mean, I do anyway. I, I love well, that depends the, on your lifestyle. Having, yes, ha- having having a glass of milk with a, with a bit of beef in the evening, um, mm. and I think that of course. Uh, we'll have to see what will come out. What will come out now in the, in, in this uh, investigation tonight, uh, and and see and see exactly what what they're what they're trying to show and what what exactly it is. But I think as well, Anna made made a very good point in saying like we have to see how factual all this is as well, and how in context all this is as well. Because like that, it's very easy to show something uh, happening uh, in 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 the moment, uh, and you, nobody's saying that it's right. But again, to, to try and tarnish a sector or, or an industry uh, because of one bad egg or, or a few bad eggs in a minority amount of cases, but is, in a, is, a, is a massive uh, industry uh, and a massive sector. I, 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 well, OK, well, just finally on that country. note, if I could just ask Caroline, Caroline, that's a really fair point. And Anna made the point as well to take a, you know, a photograph or a video of a calf not having water yeah. for that five or ten minutes. And also the idea yeah. that you make Irish farmers responsible for what's happening abroad. For example, I work in Ireland's Classic Hits Radio. I'm not responsible for the bad practices in RTE. I not what, what I'm saying is we, we can't tarnish Irish farming because of something that yeah. A, might be happening yeah. abroad yeah. or something that B, that we might be shown to, We have to protect Irish farming is what we have to do. Yeah. OK. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, yeah. Caroline. Sorry, can Fine. I just, can I I just like make the comment too? Well, can we'll I just, make one point? We'll just sorry. let Caroline answer that and I'll let you make yeah, the comment. Absolutely. I'll just say, what, what I want to see in Ireland, there's a growing movement across Europe and across the world, actually, of calf foot dairy farms. There's a different way to do dairy where the calves stay on the farm with the, with the mother. They're actually fed by the mother, males and females. Um, they're integrated beef and dairy systems. Um, it's, it can be a bit tricky to get the system going, but it's profitable, it's working. Um, and that's what we'd like to see. We'd like to see calves kept on the farm until they're old enough to be okay. sold on, or well, preferably kept on the farm until they go to slaughter. Okay, and Anna, finally, sorry, you want to say something? Yeah, I'm, I'm just, again, just to reiterate, you know, absolutely, farmers, marts, everybody, Department of Agriculture have to be accountable for, for correct practices. But 
the situation that's on the prime time tonight, is that a unique situation? Were 10 lorries followed? Were 10 different companies followed? Was it a once-off? Those kind of questions need to be answered as well. You know, there has to be the two sides of the story tonight. I know every farmer in the country would not accept cruelty to their animals. They would not because they're doing this for generations and looking after their animals. You'll have the exception across the board. Well, I wouldn't, use the, I wouldn't use the word every. I would use the word most farmers. No, that's why I say you have the exception, yeah. most, most farmers. Yeah. But I just think the programme tonight, it needs to be very, very clear and have both sides of the story and the facts. What I said in my first word, the facts need to be very clear. Listen, thank you very much indeed, Anna-Marie McHugh. And also thank you very much indeed, uh, Jackie Healy Ray, Independent TD, and Caroline Rowley, who's uh, Director of uh, Ethical, uh, Ethical Farming Ireland. I appreciate you coming on the air. Thank you very much indeed. Well, there you go. That's what our guests thought of the topic today. Don't forget, if you want to hear what the callers thought, we do have a callers-only version as well, which means you can listen to what our callers thought of the topic that our guests were speaking about. All you got to do is go to the website, go to Spotify. You'll see it. It's the same episode number, but it'll say callers-only. Until then, have a great day. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Podcast. Listen live on Facebook, YouTube, and all the usual live stream services. To get in touch, just WhatsApp or text 085-100-2255. The Niall Boylan Podcast. They told me to shut up. Available for download from all your usual platforms. 